11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Eli Lesser. Eli, how's it going? I'm doing great, Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate you coming on. Um, I know we we've we've been trying to get you on for a, a couple of weeks, but you know, finally we're here. So I'm great. I'm happy to have you on. Yeah, so sorry. I was supposed to be on last week, but I had a big lisp um because of a cold sore on my tongue and <laughs> I was not sounding like myself. So um, I appreciate you for letting me come on a week later than our originally planned. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Um, so I know you have the page this week in MLS. So tell me a little bit how you got started and, and why. Yeah, it's so funny. So I started it from a sports broadcasting camp in 2014. Basically, I attended it. I was a big baseball guy at first. I always liked soccer, but it was never my main thing. Anyways, I go to this camp and no one knows anything about soccer there except for me. And uh, from that camp, there was a little like, quote unquote, radio station where we did a bunch of podcasts. And I was like, I'm going to start an MLS podcast. I'm going to call it This Week in MLS. And I created This Week in MLS as a promotional page, basically for the podcast. I started posting news updates and everything about MLS because on Instagram at that time when I started, there was nothing um, MLS related on Instagram aside from the MLS account. So I, I made it my mission to be that guy on Instagram for MLS. And eight years later, I'm sitting here about to graduate college and hopefully get a job within MLS. We'll see if that happens, but that that's that's been the goal. <clears throat> that's so, wait, so so how old are you then? I was 14. Sorry. So I, I came up with the idea when I was 14. And then I started it in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. when I was still actually technically 14. But right before I turned 15, I started this week in MLS. Dang, that's that's crazy. Uh that's cool too, because it's funny that you said uh baseball, because like that was the same thing with me. Like I grew up a huge baseball fan and I don't I don't even work with like anything baseball right now. It's pretty weird. Uh yeah. But yeah, that that's dope. That I mean, that's just like anything. Like I feel like there's a lot of things now. You just got to find like a niche MLS, like you just said. Um, and that's cool that like you did that at at 14 years old as well and doing it, still consistently doing. It. I think that's one thing too that people uh, probably don't like get a lot of times that they just think like stuff happens overnight. And uh, but it's like that's you know, cons- consistency is key. So yeah. So tell me, tell me a little bit about like, you know, the, the growth of the page and um, like how you, like, even like the content you started posting at the beginning and then what's the content like now? 
Yeah, so for the longest time, I just posted graphics. There's an Instagram account called All Sports News, and I basically copied their format and just made made it MLS related because they never talk really much about soccer unless it's like the World Cup. Um, So I used that format. Then I just kind of copy and pasted question marks onto photos of players and talked about rumors and stuff. Um, And then... Uh, I, I saw some great growth in 2018 and 19 specifically. Um, that was probably when I really blew up as like this week in MLS. I had like 5K followers at the start of that. Um, so between 2015 and 2018, I just had 5K followers. And then by the end of 2019, I was at 35K followers. So that was like the biggest <laughs> period of growth. And it was just the consistency there. A lot of players started following their, following me there. Um, start talking with me, interacting with me. And I mean, a very notable one and who you guys are obviously very familiar with that at Perfect Soccer is Quincy Ameriqua, who's been just an absolute amazing mentor for for me over the last few years. And so that little things like that, meeting people like that, talking to people like that, having them, you know, believe in me, that's definitely been, I'd say the biggest part of my growth. And then the pandemic happened. I was not in the best spot mentally at that point. And, you know, I want to be a broadcaster. I want to be on TV. I want to be in front of a camera. And I realized, hey, me posting all these graphics isn't helping me get to where I want to be. It's not helping me get better at what I want to get better at. Um, So from that point on and to what you see today, I I post videos and video content. Um, It started out with longer videos, you know, three to five minute videos on Instagram but then as TikTok took over um, and I finally bit the bullet, I, I now make, you know, content specifically geared to like an Instagram reels and TikTok audience, um, which is what you see on my page today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I mean, you know how it is like it's ever changing. And so that's why I was interested to see how how you just uh, adapted to the change of, you know, all social medias. Um, yeah, I know you just mentioned Quincy. How, so how did you how did you guys connect originally? It's so funny. I'm trying to remember like <laughs> the exact way I connected with Quincy. I think a lot of it had to do with the time he um, was leaving Montreal <laughs> and he needed a new club or maybe wait, I'm trying to remember if Montreal or DC was first. The Montreal. Montreal was first. Yes. So he was leaving Montreal. He was in need of a new club. And at this point I would post anything people would give me. And maybe, you know, Quincy definitely, you know, wanted to help me get some attention to him to help him get signed. And after a while, if there was interest in any club in Quincy, I I would post about it um, as like the the newsbreaker of it, the rumor breaker. And I, I, I think that definitely helped Quincy find a destination getting, but also it just helped people, you know, get his name around you know people thought about him people considered him when when they were like oh we need a backup striker we should get quincy because he's available um so i think that's around the time i really started to to get close with quincy but um that was nothing compared to what like quincy and i's relationship would eventually become because um through like most dark moments i've had you know moments of doubting myself maybe moments of dealing with trolls like Quincy's always been that guy there for me and he's you know taught me his mentality the MSL mentality which has been so so like game changing for me as a creator I don't know if I would still be doing any of this stuff if 
if it weren't for, you know, what Quincy helped me through. Um, so I think that that that's just kind of my relationship with him. And it sucks that you can't see my video right now um, because I actually put on my uh, match worn Quincy Ameriqua Oakland roots kit for this interview. <laughs> that's dope. Um, <laughs> no, that's a cool, that's a cool story. I actually, the way I'll, I'll tell you how I met Quincy. I just had, uh, I had um, a while ago, Amobi Akugo was the first player to wear like my PG sports gear. And then uh, I interviewed him once I started my podcast. And then I asked him, I was like, yo, what's another like soccer player I should interview that's like an entrepreneur? And he was like, oh, you got to get Quincy on. And then that's how I got I got Quincy on the podcast. And after our 45 minute interview, we talked for another 45 minutes and which led to this podcast right now that you're currently on. <laughs> hey, yeah, love that. So, so, so it's crazy small world. Uh, yeah. And then what about like, what do you where do you want to I know you're graduating this year. So congrats on that. And then where do you see yourself going next with you, with your brand? And then like, what, and then what do you want to, I know you just said broadcasting too. So is it only going to be in soccer or are you trying to do other sports as well? I mean, maybe eventually years down the line, other sports, but you know, MLS is like my true passion. Mm -hmm. I would say I want to see the growth of this league more than anything else. So I want to be, continue to be, or to play my part in that. Um, you know, in terms of where I'm going after college, I unfortunately have no clue. Um, you know, with the Apple TV deal happening with MLS, there's a lot of new hirings, but also firings and all that stuff going on. And, you know, it's kind of hard as like a newly grad to get to a place like that, at least immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to work with that within MLS. You know, I love talking about MLS and, being independent has been fun and whatnot, but you know, my dream has always been to, to be, to see the insides of MLS because I, you know, as like a quote unquote influencer, content creator, you only get to see MLS from the outside. Um, so my goal will always be to get to the inside and see the inner workings and all that stuff, see how the league truly functions, you know, instead of, you know, just me conspiring and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, ideally down the line, I would love to host, a an MLS related TV show or streaming show, whatever the popular way to get, you know, content is. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. No, I mean, it's dope that you build your own platform. And now, as you've probably seen, just like a lot of creators are getting different kind of um jobs and, and gigs and they're collabing with the different teams and leagues and stuff. So I think I think you'll I think you'll be good. I know it's it's definitely scary because I, I was there too when I graduated. I had no idea what I was doing. I just I just went and got a master's degree after and then I was like just because I was like I don't know what to do. And then uh yeah I don't know if you've seen it with like MLB and they did like MLB creators. Did you see mm -hmm. that like last year? Yeah I wonder like yes. has MLS did anything like that? Uh, they they haven't, and I I think that's more because there's not really enough creators. Yeah, for, yeah. Being, I mean, well, maybe you could that. just be the number. You could just be the number one guy. Listen, I would love <laughs> to say that I'm the number one guy and think of myself as a number one guy, but then I see you know all these other like journalists and stuff getting MLS care packages of the Apple TV and me not being a part of that. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, I, I don't want to be that whiny, ungrateful person, but it's like yeah. yo, like I I've been the most followed Instagram account. Um, for for quite a few years now, you, you, if you want to promote the Apple TV package, you know, I I feel like you should help you know help me help you help you you know help help you help me help. No, definitely. Um, going into MLS to twenty twenty three season, mm -hmm. um, what do you what are your 
What's your, what are you excited about? Any predictions? I know free agency is going on right now. So mm. how are you feeling about it? So I am really interested into seeing how this new Apple TV deal shapes up to be, how successful it is during its first year. Because obviously you can't you can't judge a deal based on its first year and you, you want to judge it how it how it grows over the next 10 years. But I just want to see what the initial like looking of this Apple TV deal is and you know maybe give my give my two cents of how to improve it and try to try to be part of that improvement eventually. Um, but in terms of the on-field product, I mean, the best thing about MLS is that anyone could win it every single year. However, I would be less shocked if LAFC and Philadelphia were in the MLS Cup again. Um, I, I have a strong feeling that, you know, those it's really those two clubs in the rest of the league, which is unfortunate because I'm a LA Galaxy fan. So, you know, seeing LAFC be this amazing is a little tough, but it's also great. Um, it should be great for the Galaxy to see LAFC doing well because that should motivate them. Um, but that doesn't seem to be the case, at least in terms of the front office's goals. Yeah, for sure. Um, what did what did you think about uh, Sean Johnson today going to uh, Toronto? I, I love the move for him. You know, I do feel like with the the offseason NYCFC was having that they're not going to be the team that they they were two years ago, winning MLS Cup, where Sean Johnson had one of the best goalkeeping performances we've ever seen. I think Toronto is a good spot for him. They have the attack. Once they get a couple center backs, I mean, this Toronto team could really make some noise in the East and get back to where they were um, in those days where they were facing Seattle pretty much every season in the MLS Cup. Uh, mm -hmm. I truly believe that this team is super strong. And, you know, getting Sean Johnson, who I think is still a top three goalkeeper in MLS, um, could only help them, but they really need to 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 solve their backline issues. They have the man between the sticks, but they, I mean, Sean Johnson is, uh, Sean Johnson is just terrific. What do you, is there any like teams that you think will, will shock people this year? The teams that I think will shock people. <laughs> hmm, give me a second on this one. I think <laughs> potentially a DC could come out of nowhere with the off season that they've had. I mean, they were absolute at the bottom of the table last year. <laughs> um, so I think you know, if if they're off if they smashed all of their offseason signings, this is a team that could make the playoffs. I don't think they'll they'll do much more than that. I think Orlando is a team, although many consider them already a lock to be a playoff team, just the offseason they've had, adding a guy like Martin Ojeda. I think that they will be much more of a stronger contender. And then in the West, because I gave you two East teams, I think Sporting Kansas City. Uh, they missed the playoffs. Um, two of their designated players were injured. So I think I, I think, you know, getting those two guys back and then the the other additions that they brought in, I think they'll be back to playoff contention at least. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about um, you know, like ath other athletes and like celebrities like owning or co-owning MLS teams? Like do you think that's gonna help grow the MLS? Uh it, it only helps it grow when they actually do their due diligence to promote it. Yeah. You know, because with a lot of the, the the players that we've seen um get ownership in MLS clubs, like James Harden with the Houston Dynamo, Kevin Durant with the Philadelphia Union, it's like that initial article about them buying the club buying ownership 
in the club is amazing, but then you don't hear anything about it after that. Yeah. You know, so it, it, they, they need to do better jobs of actually promoting it. I think Matthew McConaughey yeah. has done a great job as like a big Austin guy. Um, I think Will Ferrell's done well for for LAFC. And you see how big those clubs are now. Um, you see how they fill the stands, how rich their supporter culture is. But then you see like the Houston Dynamo with James Harden. You'd think that like that would, that should help them. But if James Harden isn't doing enough to really promote them, then it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah. Even like, I'm trying to think if I seen, I feel like Kevin Durant kind of tweeted about it a couple of times, but that was about it. I don't know. Like, I feel like he should be like rocking the Jersey at the walk-in and stuff like that. I think that would be cool. Oh, 1000%. Uh, yeah. Um, and then what about, uh, how do you how do you feel about the I don't know if you're into it, but like the esports stuff, and I know like the the clubs, some of the clubs have their own teams. Yeah, I it, it is great. I have my own negative opinions about FIFA in general, the <laughs> the, the video game. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I love I love the the fact that esports is a thing, and it's you know every kid's dream who who loves playing games like FIFA and stuff to have something like this, and I hope to see more. Um, MLS coverage mm-hmm. definitely and I think they have a great um unit of people um promoting it and, and, and I think the, the 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 talent that they have representing it is very very high yeah definitely um what did what did you think about the the World Cup this year or this past year the best the best absolute one? best <laughs> I mean I'm a messy fan so that that definitely plays a huge factor into it but you cannot write a better story. And yeah. I'm not talking about the off-field stuff because I could rant about that to you for hours and how the World Cup shouldn't have been there. <laughs> but given what we were dealt with and given the storyline and the the way it ended, um, it's it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing to see, you know, Messi, the guy everyone wants to consider the GOAT, finally do the one thing that he hasn't been able to do. And something that, you know, I feel like since 2014, specifically when they lost in the final has just been the biggest bug or the biggest knock on his legacy. I mean, it's just so beautiful. And I, I don't understand how anyone could think that Ronaldo is better than Messi. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's no I don't think there could be a debate no more. No, definitely. It, it absolutely ended it. Yeah. And the fact that like it ended it with. Are Messi winning the World Cup for Argentina and Ronaldo going to to Saudi Arabia, that's like the the absolute finish yeah. of all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, how do you how do you think the U.S. is going to look in the next World Cup? I think they'll be great. I think they're hungry. This is an amazing generation. And uh, Greg Berhalter said that his goal is a semifinal. Um, I know he probably won't be the coach then, but I think that is a pretty pretty good goal to have. I mean, obviously we want to win, but if if the U.S. can make the semifinal, that would be massive for the sport in america yeah yeah for sure and i think you know it's going to be in north america too and i think uh that's going to get more people into into soccer as well and i hope it gets more people in mls yeah yeah well yeah hopefully hopefully more mls players are on the usa team too yeah well i don't know if that will actually happen just given how how much better our yeah our pool is getting um i think we'll see sadly fewer and fewer mls players but at the same time, a lot of those players that will be there at least came from MLS. You know, the guys like Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronsons. These are guys that 
were MLS homegrown. So yeah. either way, it is massive for the program. Most of the guys that will be our biggest stars at least came from MLS in some regard, whether they actually played for the first team or were just academy products. Yeah, definitely. And do you think the the women's national team will win the World Cup this year? I don't. I think this is the year they, they fall off. I, I'm struggling with this new generation uh, of women. I don't think they are as good or at least have the same passion and drive that the the last generation had that won all those World Cups. Um, I would love to see it. And, you know, I've increasingly become more of a women's soccer fan over the last couple of years. I think getting Angel City FC, being an L.A. fan, um, was, was definitely helpful for me into getting into it, having that team to root for. And um, but, yeah, I, I don't think this women's generation has it yet. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with Be Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. All right. Uh, you ready for some? Are, actually, I forgot. Are you ready for the Quincy questions? Yes. Are you sure? Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know these Quincy questions are heavy hitters. All right. So uh, I'm going to mix them up a little bit. Uh, so okay. what do you, what do you think so far in your, in your, I, I guess, do you want to say journalism career or is it social? I'd say career. content creator career. I don't even know what my career <laughs> is. I just kind of exist. All right. What do you say so far in your career? Uh, what do you think has been the most important skill or quality quality that made you successful? I think my biggest quality, um, and I hate like talking to, about myself like this. So like, yeah. I'm so amazing. <laughs> um, but for me, it's always been never being satisfied with where I'm at. Okay. Um, you know, the continual drive to want to improve the content that I'm putting out, you know, uh, what I do, especially with my videos is like, I do something for a month or two. I stay consistent with that. And then I think to myself, how can I make these better? How can I, you know, elevate it more and more and more? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's been my best quality and my drive to stay consistent. You know, I have this end goal. And I think a lot of people that struggle to to stay consistent with their pages, I've seen a lot of pages come and go is they don't have an end goal. And I think having a goal to continue to reach, um, and I don't think any goal is impossible. I don't think any anything is too big of a reach. Yeah. Uh, but you know, as long as you're you know you're you're continuing to try to get there, I mean that's definitely something that has kept me motivated and kept me consistent. Yeah, for sure. And and, and what is your end goal? I think I know. I mean the end goal. Yeah, it would be to work at MLS yeah. or within MLS as a host, a, t- a show host. I would love to host something on camera yeah. that gets people excited to watch MLS. That'd be dope. Uh, what what advice would you, would you give to a younger kid trying to do a similar thing you're trying to do? Yeah. Just find what makes you different and be consistent at it. Uh, I say this to everyone who DMS me, they want to get into journalism. They want to get into soccer. Uh, just find something like we mentioned your niche, like find what that is, what makes you different from what everyone else is doing. And then how can you deliver it consistently? Um, that's, that's the way for me to, or that's my advice always. Perfect. Um, these next two could be either soccer related or, or life related. Okay. What is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Ooh, about me or about. It could be any, anything you want. It could be soccer or it could be like life. Ooh, man. <sighs> so like, for example, like 
I know, no, I'm just, I'm just laughing because uh, this is the most Quincy question ever. Uh, <laughs> so my fa- one of my favorite ones is like every Halloween I always see, like people, like people have strong opinions about candy corn if it sucks or if it's good. I like candy corn. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't get, I don't get the 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 hate for it. Um, it's actually, I I I quite enjoy candy corn. Ooh, let's see. Can you let's let's go to the next one and then maybe I'll have a good answer for this one because yeah this is this is such a Quin- a good Quincy question typical Quincy question but ah uh, that's that's a hard one. All right, what what is something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? I would just do every. I would just continue doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, if I am scared that things won't won't <laughs> end up well. Um, so yeah, if I if I didn't have that fear, maybe I would even be doing better than what I'm doing right now with this week in MLS, you know, um, you always have that fear of like what you're doing isn't good enough or it's, you know, it's not enough. Um, so, and I carry that with me quite often, especially now more than ever, given that, you know, I have to find a, a a way to live after this, you know, um, I would love to, to be able to do this for, for my life, but, um, there's always that fear that like, Oh, what I'm doing isn't valid. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, how do you prepare if you're unprepared? <laughs> Such a Quincy question. Yeah, I mean, I could take the easy way out and say you don't. <laughs> how do you? <laughs> because if you don't prepare, but I'm trying to relate this to me and content, you know. Yeah. Maybe it's like going with the flow of things without taking go, going through the flow of content creation without taking that extra step. Yeah or taking that step back to to look at what you're doing and seeing if what you're doing is the best to your ability. Yeah. When I, when I think of that, it's like, uh, I think of like a breaking news and you're probably like, you're in the middle of doing something and you're like, Oh, I got to make something real quick to put it up. Yeah. Same, similar, similar type of vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. You want to go back to the other one? Crap. Uh, can you say it again? Maybe. Yeah. What, what is something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Man, I just don't want to be too cynical about this, you know? <laughs> I like to think I'm a popular person. Maybe, and I hate to say this, but maybe that, like, hard work doesn't always pay off. All right. It's deep. Because I feel like, and I feel like this is something that I'm at least thinking of a lot about. It's like, I've done this for eight years now. Yeah. And, you know... And I'd like to think that I've, you know, worked hard to do what I do and everything and be worked hard to at least be consistent. That's one thing I know for sure. I've worked hard to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's like, what if that doesn't result in any of the things I want it to? You know, what if what if it does? Because for me, you know, if I don't get to MLS, if I don't get to that point, then all this hard work isn't going to pay off for me. It's not it's going to feel like such a big failure and I'm not going to. I'm going to have a very, I know Quincy will come up with something where it's like, it wasn't a failure. Look at what you did and all that. But like, for me, at least I will have that narrow mind that, you know, like it would not have paid off. It was all for nothing. It, you know, yeah. I wasted eight years of my life, you know, that that's what I would think at least. So I guess the, yeah. the myth be that hard work always pays off. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. I felt the similar ways that you are feeling, I believe right now. So I definitely get what you're saying. Um, oh yeah, I also wanted to bring up too. Uh, how was the? It was the MLS All Star Weekend where you guys played in the the Body Armor. I think it was like a mini tournament with Quincy, mm-hmm. and you had um, uh, Mo Ali and uh, Ryan Jordan. Ryan Jordan. Yes. Yeah. So 
it's so funny. A week or no, about a month before uh, the All-Star game, I was in New York City. I was actually leaving New York City at that point to go home. Mm -hmm. And I received a call from the people with Body Armor and Four Soccer Ventures. Hey, Eli, I knew that I was participating in a tournament or in a game. I thought it would be like a 11 v 11. That's it. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I was told, hey, Eli, you're captaining your own team and you have to you have to recruit your own roster. And immediately I hit up Quincy. I'm like, there is no mm -hmm. way I'm doing anything like this without like getting Quincy a part of it because of how much he's meant to me as like a mentor in my past. It's like there's I would be doing everyone myself our Quincy and I's relationship and injustice if I if he wasn't the first guy I contacted he and I hop on the phone and we're talking about this he's down obviously with because Quincy's Quincy um but then we're, we're trying to figure out who we're gonna do take for our other two spots I just remember having this phone call with him while we're while I'm at the 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 airport being like yo Quincy I need to find guys that got that dog in them. Yeah. I just got that dog. Like, that's what I want my roster to be. And there were certain players that I definitely was reaching for um, because I wanted to get into my all-time favorite players. Um, I, that didn't quite happen, but Brian Jordan and I have known each other for a while. And I know he takes little things like this tournament. I mean, this was a big deal, obviously. But, you know, it's not like playing for the Galaxy like yeah. he do. Um, but he, you know, he takes every match very seriously. So I'm like, that's perfect. And then he wanted, he is great friends with Mo Ali and asked if Mo Ali could join the team too. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. Um, because I've seen Mo Ali's stuff. Um, just, you know, him training with the best players. He literally posted about him walking around with Neymar yesterday. Um, so, you know, getting a guy like him was awesome. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to make the biggest thing for me was not just showing up with the roster but making sure that my team was the team that was going to win. And I think, um, you know, heading into it with the roster I had, I knew my team would win um, just because of our mentalities and just the, the, the quality of play on the field that we had. Um, but, you know, I, I I'm not going to just go into any sort of game just to be there. You know, for me, it's not good enough to just make it. It's, it's, you got to win. You want to win. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why I, I talked to Quincy first also, just because, you know, he got that dog in him. So yeah, uh, that was, that was, that was the tournament and it was super yeah, fun. Yeah. And you guys won. Yes. We went undefeated. We, we conceded maybe once the entire time we had like five matches that day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was, there was no, no shot. We weren't going to win. Yeah, definitely. I had I had all the guys on actually the podcast, so that was cool. Uh, afterwards, and now I have you, so I got all four now. Damn, you're like Thanos right now, collecting all of yeah, them. How to get? Yeah, how to get all of them? <laughs> so that was cool. Um, you ready for some fun questions? Yes. All right. Tell me what your favorite food is. Um, fried chicken, right. specifically with the biscuit on the side. All right. For anywhere from anywhere specific. Uh, not necessarily, but if we're going fast food wise, like chains that everyone knows, it would be Popeye's. All right. Um, what do you like to do in your free time when you're not watching or tweeting about soccer? <laughs> watching and tweeting about soccer. No, <laughs> um, I, I like a lot of reality TV shows. Um, I, I'm a sucker for competition reality shows, uh, specifically Survivor and Big Brother. I'd say I, I spend a good amount of time either watching those shows or watching content about those shows. All right. That's dope. If you were in the MLS, who would you want to do a Jersey exchange with? Ooh, damn. Uh, actually, give me your, give me your top three. My top three. Okay. Well, one of them I did actually get to do it with, which was great. Um, 
uh, Gadi Kinda. I, I'm half Israeli, so and he's an Israeli player in MLS. So you know, being able to do, do that with him was very special. Cool. I love Breck Shea because he's the goat. Um, he's no longer on an MLS team, but you know that's okay. Um, let's see. Ooh, so many guys that I would love to to do a jersey swap with, actually. Um, but those guys are definitely up there. I like that. All right, Eli. Well, appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Uh, follow me at This Week in MLS on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, same username, so shouldn't be too hard to find me. Um, but, you know, if you want to see me rant about being a Galaxy fan, Twitter's the spot. If you want to see just like my my more non-biased stuff, then definitely um, Instagram's my best platform for that. <laughs> Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.